Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to the show. A couple announcements before we get into this thing. I will be on the road in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania at a comedy club called Wisecrackers Comedy. If you want to come on out, we've all been talking to each other about how you want to see a show. When can I see a show? How do I get tickets? Where do I see you perform? Here's your first opportunity. I'm on the road in Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania. And I believe it's in the Mohegan Sun Casino. It's a casino gig. Could be dicey. Who knows? Who cares? Come on out. It'll be good if you come out. Prove to me. That all my followers aren't bots and they're people who care about me and want to see my stand-up comedy live. Um, the link will be, you know, I'll put it on my Instagram story. It'll also be in the bio of the podcast, wisecrackerscomedy.com, uh, March 11th and 12th, Friday, one show Friday, one show Saturday. Come on out if you live in Pennsylvania or any other state and want to drive to Wilkes Bar, Pennsylvania, and then do some gambling with me after the show. That could be fun. Also, rate and review the show on Apple. I haven't gotten one of those in a while. It's hurting my feelings. Also, if you listen on Spotify, you can now rate on Spotify. All right, when you click my fucking podcast or whatever in the top left corner, below the below the thumbnail is a little thing with a star and a rating. You click it, give me five stars. It takes much quicker than Apple. So good on you, Spotify. It helps me, and it'll help me get into the rhythm of Spotify and request my podcast to new listeners so that I can just do the road all the time and headline and not feature like I am the show, even though I'm still, you know, it'll be like a half hour set. So it'll be worth coming. Um, other than that, yeah, let's get into it. Episode 71, I think. Ahoy there, listeners. Oh, we're here again. Another episode of This is Shine Podcast. I'm your host, Nick Alex, and I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be on the road. It's going to be a good time. Hope you guys come out. I don't know why I'm continuing to talk about this. I just said we were moving on. That was it with the announcements. Come on, Nick. Be a goddamn professional podcaster here. Do what the people want to listen to. They don't want to listen to ads for your show. Speaking of ads, elwoodclothing.com. If you still want those tight, tight sweats, sweatpants, whatever else, they got a bunch of shit. Use code NickAlex10 for 10% off. Um, I'm not wearing any of their stuff right now, but I wear it in most podcasts because it's comfy, cozy. And I'll get right into it. Did you guys see? I know, you know, it comes up fairly often on this podcast. You know, the Liver King was at it again. He was in New York City. I didn't get to see him. I, I didn't bump into him. I missed my chances. Um, unfortunately, we didn't cross paths. But that dude, <laughs> I can't believe what's so funny to me about the Liver King is that Literally 175 days ago, nobody but a small community in Texas knew about this psycho. And now he's in New York City dragging 500 pounds across the Brooklyn Bridge. He's a global phenomenon because he does buckets of steroids and eats raw organs. I mean, he's a full-blown cult leader now, dude. He was in Times Square and had people eating raw liver out of his hand. It's full-on insanity. And this all went down in less than half a year, about half a year. Nobody knew who this guy was. And I was dragging, dude, the videos that were of him spliced together, dragging his weighted sled with his ankle weights, his weighted vest on across the Brooklyn Bridge. Then it cut to him in the financial district, cut to him in Times Square, a bunch of places. I mean, he's a fucking animal, but he's a lunatic. And was he a lunatic of this high of an order? 
before like the following started to uh I want to go back and look at some of his first videos and see if the lunacism has grown exponentially since the fame came into play. Do you think his family, dude, there was a video, it was a clip of his kid. He was making his family and a couple of friends, it looked like, drink cups of blood of a of a, a goat or a cow, I think. And dude, the fucking, all, everybody looks like they're going to fucking puke. The kid, the youngest kid, looked like he was contemplating his life. And then the Liver King, even after he chugged it, said Liver King out in a way where he thought he was going to projectile vomit into the camera if uh, and, and into all of his fans if he didn't get the camera turned off quick enough. I mean, it's turning in to the, the best unintentional comedy of all time. It's almost like supplanted the Trump shit. Trump was the greatest un unintentional comedy that was going on that the world has probably ever seen. And that, to me, I mean, this dude, this is fun. Some people look at this and they're maybe, I guess, motivated into it, blown away by it, impressed by it. I, I mean, granted, I am eating organs and shit, but it's not because of him. It's because of another dude and he happened to come onto the scene. Whatever. I don't, I, I think this guy's a psycho and probably changed his kids to the, and his whole family to a radiator. But I wonder if they're all just be, like in utter disbelief at what their father's turned into because of the fame where he's just screaming into the camera every day, talking about, you're not a man if you can't carry the weight of your tribe across a New York City bridge. I'm pretty sure that's what he's doing. I think he straps the amount of weight that his family is equivalent to on a sled, his back, his ankles, his arms, the kettlebells, so that he can prove that <laughs> if they were all, I guess, to die or be injured, he could fucking hoof them just across country back to safety. And they never have to worry about, I mean, Christ, his wife is probably like, I don't give a shit. Let me die in the field. If it means that one day you'll not grunt, lift weights, make me eat bone, blood, and, and kidneys. Let's just go out for a nice dinner to an Italian restaurant and have pasta one night. I don't care if you can carry our family to a fucking hospital if we get struck by a bear in the wilderness. Just let me have a ravioli and let your kids eat some fruity pebbles. <laughs> it has to have gotten more intense than they ever imagined that it would. He was probably a dude who worked out hard, just took steroids, ate weird because, you know, it helped. Apparently he started doing this because his kids had auto autoimmune issues, which I have. So I can't shit on that. But now it's, it's turned into this whole other thing. And it's legitimate comedy. I mean, dude, there were people doing a push-up contest. It was 30 degrees out. He had a bunch of men, shirtless, doing push-ups on the filthy street of Times Square, and then with their bare hands, putting raw, raw organs into their mouth. Absolute fucking Charles Manson kind of shit. He hasn't had anybody murdered yet, but I, I'm on a wait-and-see kind of regime with that. I think it could take place. This guy's got power, dude. I've never seen a following grow so quick. I'm fairly certain five months ago he was at like, you know, 50,000 followers. The, the motherfucker's over a mil. <laughs> the 
because he fucking takes buckets of steroids and eats raw organs. What if he doesn't take steroids, though? What if we're all just unaware that if we were to consume raw testicle fur as consistently as he did, that's just, it's, that's just what happens to your physique. It's the equivalent of taking steroids. And what if we just don't know? Boy, would that be something. I wish I grew up eating that shit. I wonder what I'd look like. Because I always I grew up eating healthy, but it wasn't that kind of healthy. Healthy had a different sort of definition when I was growing up. Yo, rice, beans. I mean, that was partially because we were poor as fuck. But uh, there also happened to be healthy. It's the healthiest poor person food, rice and beans. Um, or is what That's what I used to believe until I started reading about how plant food is toxic. <laughs> or at least a net negative. Um, but yeah, I might be six foot if I was eating fucking bull balls. From an early age. And I will say, I'm not going to take my shirt off, but I will say that since eating this way, just meat and fruit, I look good, dude. I could be more ripped than I have ever been. I don't want to fucking, I don't really want to say that. It's gross to say that. I'm not a dude who, you know, there are dudes who would sit here and do a podcast fucking topless, probably. I'm not going to do that. I'm a comedian. I don't want, I used to post my calisthenic shit on the Instagram and I regret that. I'm not, that's not what I got into this for. I don't want to be a fucking, a personality, a comedy personality that relies on being able to do handstand pushups and that's why his fan base grew. I don't want to be that. I'm a comedian. And then one day I'll have a role in a show where my shirt comes off and people will be like, what the fuck? That's been going on underneath this, this clothing for this whole time? Yeah. Yeah. And people will be like, how? And I'll be like, organ meats. Oh, so you're a disciple of the liver king? No. Because I'm a logical, sane human being. Carnivore MD. Regular dude. Who also eats testicle. But he doesn't come to New York City and fucking drag metal sleds across the streets. Dude, eating healthy as a kid is honestly traumatic. You get fucking, being a kid who like brings healthy food into, you know, middle school, high school is worse than just having like horrific acne or, you know, having a hunch on your back, missing a fucking leg. You get torn apart when you pull out fucking fruit and sandwiches on whole wheat bread. You get roasted. I remember one time, I, um, I remember one time in basketball camp, I, we were in between games and dude, I was thinking about how much, first of all, I, I used to, me and my my whole family, we would always wonder why I couldn't gain any weight. Dude, I weighed 70 pounds at the age of like fucking, I don't know, 14, 15. I was rail thin. And we all used to be like, you got to eat more. Why am I not gaining weight? Eat more. Why am I not gaining weight? Dude, I was playing nine hours of basketball a day. I would go to basketball camp and play fucking, I'm not even exaggerating, seven full court pickup basketball games. And that's insane. I've played one, I've played the last time, probably a year ago, during the pandemic maybe, when I had nothing to do, I played a game of pickup. And we played maybe like three games to 11 or something. Bro, I... I've never been, I work out all the time. I've never been so sore in my life. I had to come home and nap. I, I'm not a nap guy. I had a fucking headache. I woke up the next day. I couldn't even fucking, every muscle in my body was in excruciating pain. And when I was fucking 15, dude, 
just playing like nine games a day and not even thinking about it. You would rarely get injured. I don't think I ever got injured. I pulled a groin one time in high school tryouts. That was terrible. But when you were younger than that, like your muscles are just fucking elastic. Nothing goes wrong. But I remember one time in between games, I was eating these chips that my mom packed me. And, you know, they were healthy chips from like Trader Joe's or some shit. And they were like veggie chips. And my, uh, one of the counselors who was a coach of my team came up to me and goes, what are you eating? Crunched up leaves? And I fucking wanted to dump all of the chips out of that Ziploc bag and put the bag over my head and suffocate myself. It's just mortifying, dude. It's so crazy how it's like eating healthy is like the equivalent of dressing like a fucking nerd and getting picked on. I guess that's why it's equated with being a fucking dweeb. It's not cool to eat. You show up with a fucking bag of McDonald's and a bunch of fries. You're a god. Oh, you got a spare fry for me, Nick? Yeah, that shit's so good. Hook it up, baby. Nobody wants to hang out when you're munching on fucking carrots and cucumbers. And nobody wants you to share your chips that look like fucking fall foliage. But that's what I had going on. Because of Jenny Ann and the things she made me do. I probably shouldn't have a kid, dude. I'm going to make him. Dude, as soon, I'm gonna, my kid's going to come out of the womb and I'm going to be like, everybody stay back. Nobody fucking taint this kid. Nobody tarnish this kid. I'm not putting one fucking morsel of food in this kid's mouth that isn't heavily organic. Grass-fed, grass-finished. Non-GMO. <laughs> my wife is going to have to sneak some shit to him because he's, you know, he's got to eat shit. He's got to live. You got to live. But I'm going to want his pristine body to remain pristine. And I'm talking like it's not going to be a lady. I'm going to have a daughter and then she can eat whatever she wants. Who gives a fuck about the daughter? I'm kidding. I'll fucking love my daughter. But I lean heavy on the sun. I mean, we're going to have two. Hopefully it's one of each. Maybe we'll spin them in a tube and make sure we get what we want. You know? You know about those? Um, and yeah, me and my wife eat completely, completely differently. We're not even remotely on the same page with that. She's just, she juices every morning. I don't even, <laughs> juices are so, are so gross, dude. She juices and then she dumps it in the fucking, you know, like the, the, the remaining shit that all the juice was extracted from and puts it in the trash. It's, it smells like a fucking wet compost heap immediately stinks up the entire apartment. It's disgusting. And there's too many juice places in New York city. I can't believe how many, nobody likes juice this much. I get that it's a fab and there's not, they're fucking, and, and people need to pretend, stop pretending like they're enjoying them. I've never seen anybody sit down at a restaurant, get a salad and then be like, you know, what would be better if I could drink this. That's never, I'm not buying this juice hype. People talk about, oh, you ever have a fucking ginger turmeric shot? Refreshing, revitalizing, really gives you a whoosh. No, dude, it burns and it's gross. And, ba and, and, uh, based on the carnivore MD's input, it's also poison. Smoothies I get. Smoothie, a smoothie is fine. A smoothie joint is fine. Juices are... I'm trying to think. I feel, like it's a, I feel like it's a woman thing. I never see men walking around with juices. Gay men. I see gay men walking around with juices. Are juices gay? Are juices an effeminate drink? I've never... I had that beet juice that one time and I fucking... Almost shit blood on the Williamsburg Bridge. I threw it up. I told you that. Absolutely awful. 
I think it's mostly women drinking juices. Men and women just aren't on the same page about anything. I can't believe most, like, a, I just can't believe men and women get together and just try to live harmoniously. I'm lucky that me and my girl are very, we're in sync and we understand a lot about each other. But it's like, I, I don't know how, I seriously think we have a special thing going on and I don't know how people who don't have that going on make it through a marriage whatsoever because there's dude the way it's fucking absurd how opposite men and women are and that we continue to try to live together the fucking what I'm realizing is the resolution the idea that each gender has for resolving conflict or what they want in moments of conflict is completely and utterly opposite of one another when a chick is pissed off or upset at their significant other, significant other what they want is more closeness in the moment they want consoling through words and touch when a guy is heated and in a fight he wants to be as far away from you as possible in absolute silence so it's not a surprise that when when people have when fucking men and women have little fights, they just explode into massive ones because each person is doing the complete opposite thing of what the other person wants them to do because they do the thing that they want to be done. Women think, oh, I want him to talk to me and console me and be close, so I'll do that to him. And men are like, I want to be alone. I don't want to talk. That's how I'm going to do. That's how I'm going to approach it with her. And then it's just fucking... And you both, in order for this, that shit to work, you both need to recognize that and understand that obviously both of those things cannot be happening at the same time during a fight. Somebody's got to do one each time. And maybe you fucking alternate. You keep a fucking tally on the fridge. You get in a fight. All right. I'll fucking stay this time and console and talk to you about it. The next time we get into a fight, you back off, bitch. You stay away. You let me sit in silence until I cool down. And then we'll chat later. But for now, fuck off. <sighs> I heard a female comic on stage the other day talking about how women's bodies are works of art and that uh, I don't disagree with that. They're fucking fantastico. But it made me think that like it's a problem if you're a guy and you just stare at women on the street who you find appealing. But if women are going to start talking about and bragging about how their bodies and whole fucking auras are works of art, what do you do when you're in a museum? That contains art on the wall. You're allowed to stare. It's accepted that you stare. You should stare. It'd be weird if you were in a museum fucking glancing at the paintings like. Just fucking bashfully and like you're trying to not get caught. Let us then. If you acknowledge and understand that your bodies are fucking made to be adorned and looked at. Looked at I mean, this is a ridiculous take. I understand. I don't know why you can't have fucking you can't just let homeless psychotic people fucking following grill. Really. You can't follow. Following's different. That'd be like taking the painting off the wall and bringing it home. You're a fucking thief. But in the brief moment where she walks by, you know, am I allowed to stare? Is the question. I should be I should be phrasing this in the form of a question. If you guys' bodies are works of art, am I allowed to grill for the time that you are in front of me? I'll do it respectfully, politely cordially grill 
look, admire, and appreciation. And you walk away understanding, hey, my tits are a sculpture from Christ himself. I'm lucky enough to have a work of art from Jesus be a part of this meat suit I carry on earth. I will bear the burden of men staring politely at them. And if not, if you're not down for that, then maybe your bodies aren't works of art and you just got some fat titties and a fat ass. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, I'm never going to have a career, dude. This is, I can't be, I just, what am I doing here? I need to get a guest on this podcast to stop me from, I can't be doing this alone anymore. This is, this is bad news. When you do stuff alone, you got nobody to check you. I don't run this shit by anybody before I post it. And uh, it may be my, my downfall. I don't know. But anyway, shout out to the Patreon members who are true producers. Sh Kyle Horner, shout out to you, bro. Shout out to Craig Jones, who I think left us. I think he had a problem with the gay joke that I posted. I apologize if it offended you. I don't apologize about the joke. I stand by it. Um, and I'm sorry to lose you, dude. Shout out to Nicholas Langren. Shout out to Shane Baraldi. Shout out to John Ogren. Shout out to... That's it. Those are the true producers. I appreciate you guys. Rate and review everything. <coughs> Don't forget to do that again for me with um, and help help the podcast grow. You guys are the best. Thank you for always listening. And uh, come on out to the show, Wise Guys Comedy Club, March 11th and 12th. Um, it should be a good time, man. Can you hear the rain hitting this fucking air conditioner? Is it that loud? Because it's loud as shit in my ear, but do I have a good enough microphone to drown that out and only pick up my voice and my voice alone? If not, I apologize, and I hope that you can't hear it. I mean, and I'm sorry that you can hear it. One day I'll have a real, a real studio where I can podcast in peace. God. It's also, I don't even know why. I don't even know why I'm in this city. I'm excited to go to fucking central Pennsylvania and do comedy because, you know, there's some of my guys here. Some of my demos, some of the ladies who were down for it are in the city, but it's like, I'm trying to develop an act in a city that wants fucking straight white guys to burn, burn alive. You know? And it's a little, uh, how do you say? Whatever. Something to numb the pain with Until there's nothing human left 
Just random matter Suspended in the dark I hate to say it But each other's all we've got 